Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church, and today we have an ensemble of people. We have Allison Kone, the community care pastor here at Arbor. We have Michael Solis, our children's director, and Brian Cobley, our youth director, who is running sound and making sure that none of us are super loud or <laughs> real quiet. <laughs> he's checking his phone, so I don't think he's doing a great job of... Keeping time. Keeping time. Okay, cool. Um, so we're pre-recording this because we've gone on a Thanksgiving break, and we are coming back to the office today when this gets released. We'll be back in the office, but we took Thanksgiving week off. So Michael actually said something very insightful. If something crazy bad happened, um, we apologize. We have not addressed it because this will be... <laughs> we recorded we this no before idea. it happened. Yeah, We have no idea at this point. So, and um, at this point, it's 2020. Anything could happen. Exactly. So <laughs> if you guys are watching this in your fallout shelters, <laughs> I don't know how, how you're watching this. But um, if, if you are in your fallout shelter, maybe we need some heartwarming nostalgia. So we, we thought, let's talk about our favorite Christmas traditions. Um, we're going to be hopping into Advent season and um, kind of doing some of that content. But we thought this would be kind of a fun opportunity, all four of us, to just kind of sit around and talk, maybe favorite holiday traditions, something you guys did with churches in the past, anything that kind of comes to mind. And um, yeah, apologize if this is a little light on the theological content, but we thought it'd be fun to kind of sit around and have fun chatting with each other. So can anyone off the top of their head think of something fun that they would like to share holiday season Maybe even Thanksgiving, if you had something. I, I actually have a, a debate that's running in my household okay. with my wife and her friend um, about Christmas tree shopping. Mm. And they, her friends are like, you you have to go to the cut it down yourself. That's right. mm. yeah. They're type the right of, ones. <laughs> so they have that right and, then. <laughs> and I'm super like excited and happy to go like, to a Home Depot Christmas tree <laughs> lane, like cool, find the best yeah. one at Home Depot or any yeah. local. Just pull it off, slam it down to see if it's a good tree. Like, I'm not a cut it yourself, nor do I care all that much. So I want to hear your yeah. guys's because I'm very happy to go to Home Depot and get a tree. Allison, we uh, grew up, um, or John and I together, we used to love going to the Christmas tree farms and cutting it down. And then we realized it's just a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. But we love now taking our granddaughters out there and we sponsor their tree to be cut down. <laughs> and then we go to Home Depot and we buy the one that's just bound yeah. and we don't even yeah. unbind oh. it. We just pick the one that looks like the right height and it's like a surprise. It's you a take great it home. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so we're kind of a both and family. Okay. We still yeah, go out and. to the farm. The granddaughters are learning that tradition, but mm. it's not like we are doing it ourselves. Yeah. So, Michael? So, uh, Growing up, it was the Home Depot experience. Mm -hmm. But after Hallie and I got married, uh, what was really interesting is her parents lived right next to a family that was a tree farming family. They had enough land, and they grew Christmas trees through the year. And so uh, it became a deal that where when Christmas time came around, Hallie would get very excited and go, look, we're going to go through their fence and go cut a tree down. And this was all new to me. And so what's really been cool is we've added our kids to that once we started having kids and they just get so excited to find the right tree. Oh no, that's not the right one. Or, uh, that's too tall or that one's too whatever. 
and I'm the one who gets to cut it down, and yeah. I'm usually totally it's not a in dirty job. It's a dirt, and I'm not in the right shape to do it either. It's a lot <laughs> of work, <laughs> and uh, especially as I keep aging. And um, but what's what's a little bit on the sad side is her parents are have moved this year, mm. so we don't have access to it mm. this year. So it, it's interesting you brought this up. We've been yeah. talking about what's our game plan, which place can we go to continue cutting because yeah. we don't really want to lose that cutting the tree yeah. down situation. Well, yeah. I grew up cutting trees down. We, uh, my church, I grew up going on missions trips at, our, at my church, and we would do a fundraiser for like a Christmas tree lot where people would come mm-hmm. in. So like I've done the whole used car salesman spiel of trying to sell people <laughs> on trees. Like someone comes in and they're like, so what do you like in a tree? I'm like, right. oh, I like it when the needles stick straight up. I'm like, oh, you're a Douglas fir kind of guy. I got, like, the, I get, I I got the tree you. for you. And they're like, yeah. well, I like kind of the blue. And I'm like, oh, so you like nobles. You know, okay, we'll get you that or, or spruce or whatever. So, um, but Sarah and I have always done, since we've been married, um, like either go pick it up at a store or a Christmas tree lot and cut it down. But last year we were running Uh-oh. so behind because... I had just became full time at Arbor, and we were still moving in, so we decided to go with a fake tree. No, yeah. you didn't. <laughs> oh, I thought that's what was going to happen. Sin. And it was more oh. stressful than going to a Christmas tree lot because yeah. it was like everyone at Target, <laughs> and they were fighting over these fake trees. And then I, we regretted making him full time after we found yeah. out that he went fake tree I and actually, worked for Arbor. This was the that's discovery funny. moment for yeah. me now, so I'm not so sure about you anymore. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's fair. That's not only that, Allison, but it was like a bright white tree, too. It didn't even look green. No, That's it was not green. True. I don't even know. <laughs> that is not even know. Um, but we went to Target, and everyone was like fighting over them because I guess everyone wanted them. And, um, and all the trees that were left were either like super tiny, like the little like Charlie Brown you put on your desk at work kind of trees, <laughs> or like the nine, 12 foot. And we live in an apartment, so there's no way we're going to have a 12 foot like fake tree. So. I kind of pulled a move that my mom does at the store where she like will go and ask somebody like, hey, do you have any in the back or whatever, <laughs> things like that. And they were like, no, but we have that one that's on display. And I was like, can I take it? And just the look on people's face when they just saw me grab the display, because they were looking for the boxes of them underneath, and they're like, can he do that? Like, I was like, I asked the Target employee, and he said, yeah, go for it. And they just, I think there was so much scorn because they are like, he... Cheated the system. We were all looking for extra boxes everywhere. Scorn, but like admiration too. Exactly, yeah. That guy's, he's the kind of guy I like. Now, moment of truth. Oh. (laughs) What are you doing this year, Hayden? I don't know. I, uh, I've realized that like what I want to do and what I plan for isn't as important. So whatever Sarah wants to do, (laughs) if she wants to go to a Christmas tree lot or pick something up, that's what we'll do. She really likes the natural tree and I do too, but... I just hate the pine needles, and then what do you do with it afterwards? Like, I don't have a truck. I'm not going to load it up. There's an essential oil. Exactly. I'll also make this up. I got some some actually right here. What you do do is go to Target and wait till they're down to that situation like you talked about, and then just go sell it outside. And And that would pay for this year's tree. That's a good idea. Nothing nothing says the love of Christ like scalping a fake Christmas (laughs) tree at Target. Yeah, so it reminds me of uh, Christmas with the Cranks where he buys that family's Christmas tree <laughs> when they leave on vacation. Okay, so we've, we've covered the Christmas tree, which is so closely related to the birth of Christ in terms of Christian traditions. Um, I had this question because we, we've talked about for years at church, like 
Christmas Eve service or Christmas morning, or even people have talked about Christmas Eve Eve, so you can spend Christmas Eve with your family. What did you guys grow up, grew up, grow up doing? We were a, you mean like gifts? Or no, 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 no. Like sorry, service. Services? Service, yeah. Oh, we were a Christmas Eve family, but yeah. you do it like late afternoon, yep. then you go to the dinner thing. Yep. Um, but I also, when John and I were dating, he was Catholic, and so midnight we would mass. do midnight mass. Yeah, we yep. would, and... So anyhow, I was happy to kind of phase out of that because I'm not a, a night owl, but yeah. or a Catholic. Yeah. So. <laughs> no offense <laughs> to anybody listening. I'm not a night owl. Yeah. Or a Catholic. Or a Catholic. <laughs> Michael. Uh, so I actually, my, growing up. There was a, a, a Catholic influence. My mom yeah. grew up Catholic. So that's interesting you say that. Michael, um, keep the Yo, thank you, thank you. Good. It's, I'm, I'm a first-timer here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but um, what was really kind of cool was we, we did like a, a later, if I remember this yeah. correctly. It was like an, an 8 o'clock, yep. 8.30 type service. And I always, as a kid, just found it almost just magical getting to be part of the candle lighting as it went around. And uh, I don't know, I just, it's one of those things as, as a child, I just thought, I don't feel like I get to be part of a lot of the grown-up things that happen, but I felt so involved in getting to hold my own little candle and felt so special as the wax dripped onto my hands. Yeah. And so, yeah, I thought that was, I always loved that. Uh, and um, yeah, so Christmas Eve, yep. not early, not Christmas Eve Eve, but yeah. actual Christmas Eve. Yeah. yeah. Brian? Yeah, so for me, uh, did not grow up going to Christmas Eve services at all. And even uh, at my home church growing up, my parents and I really didn't go to church together. I had my own church. Um, I wouldn't go. And yeah. uh, I would instead have go attend a Christmas Eve party with uh, Audra when we were dating at her at her mom's house. And then, uh, so she wouldn't go to a, the Christmas Eve service at the church either. And she worked yeah. at the church. So I like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually one of those people who are like, why do we have Christmas Eve service? Like, yeah. what happened biblically on that day anyways? So yeah. I would, if I had a vote, I would always attend a Christmas Eve Eve to get the service done, but also yeah. enjoy the mm -hmm. get-togethers on Christmas yeah. Eve. Shame on you. I know. I know. Shame, Let's not shame on, on you. you. <laughs> no vote. Hayden bought a fake tree. He bought a very disturbing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're learning so much. Let's hold this off till Christmas time. Yeah. Too soon. I just can't bear it. Hayden and I have a new tradition that we break glassy babies on Christmas Eve, too. Oh, no. That, that helps. Oh helps. <laughs> Brian. Brian just went there. Brian. Oh, my gosh. I can't bear up. Re reel it in, Brian. <laughs> um, I grew up similar to, to Michael. We had like a, a late night, not not midnight mass, but like eight, nine candlelight service. Um and then we always went over to like a uh, family friend's house for um, a Christmas Eve party. Um, but Allison, you kind of stepped onto the next question I had. Great question because I grew up not unwrapping any presents mm -hmm. on Christmas Eve, but I know a lot of families did do that. Yeah. You guys were a family that did well, that? Well, so there's the, um, you open one bef yep. on Christmas Eve, yeah. and it's usually jammies or something, yeah. and then the next day Santa comes. Yeah. So I always wondered about people who open gifts Christmas Eve, because Santa hasn't come yet, right? No. So we were a Santa family also. It what was kind of with Santa a wink. Family? Well, some people are like, oh, I hate to lie to my children, so I hate to tell them about you. Are we why? about to talk about stuff that if why? kids are listening, why, why? why are you lying? Allison? Allison? What's, what's going on around here? 
This is a very I, difficult podcast. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how young people are that listen to this, I know. and I don't know if you're going to get into conspiracy theories. Oh, man. But there you go. Santa comes to every house. That's true. And every so, mall. so it seems to be a lie if he didn't come yet, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, opening yeah. gifts yeah, 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 yeah. Christmas Eve. That, that makes recovery. sense. To That's me. what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 is okay. like, how did he get there? I'm, I'm sweating over here. I'm nervous. Okay. As a children's director, you're scaring the conversations he might have to have. <laughs> um, on that story, Audra's dad was leading a Christian camp for kids and was talking about how you can believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And in front of these kids, and these are third, fourth, and fifth graders, oh said, you know, you can believe in Jesus. It's not like Santa who's fake, but, like, you can you could actually believe in Jesus. Oh, why would man. he even say that? I don't know why, why Brian's I mean, like, talking about really? it. No. That's weird. That's were, a lie. Yeah, yeah completely. What's happening The amount here? of phone calls yeah. that happened after that summer camp. I, I lost faith in Santa for a little bit because there was a church video program going on when I was a kid, and it was put on by the youth group. And the youth group thought it'd be funny to, like, ask all these kids in the children's ministry what, like, just different questions. And one of them... One of the guys asked me, he's like, what age did, were you when you found out that Santa Claus wasn't real? And I just like looked at them and the camera crew. And I was probably in third <laughs> grade. years old. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, what age did you find out that Santa Claus wasn't real? And I remember my brother was in the room because he's part of youth group. And I just looked at him like, <laughs> like he's joking, right? <laughs> this, isn't, <laughs> this isn't serious. How old am I today? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I lost faith in Santa for a little bit, but then Is this I came to PG yeah. then because uh, parental guidance on this podcast, for sure. right? PG thirteen. Gosh, poor, yeah, yeah. Santa Sorry, is everyone. real. Yeah. What's going on? Um, okay, so well, uh, Christmas I, I, Eve. I, I just want to say, in my house, what was kind of cool with regard to Santa mm-hmm. was uh, <laughs> so. Uh, not to get too downer here, I, I grew up in a divorced home. Yeah. Uh, but what was really kind of crazy was every Christmas morning when we were to open presents that Santa had brought, yeah. in our fireplace there were these footprints mm. that were the size that no one in the house had. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that was kind of awesome, and yeah. and a little kids out there to tell us that Santa is real. Hello. Yeah. But like, yeah. uh, but it was pretty awesome to be like. I have not even seen boots that big yeah. around here. So how would that happen? Yeah. It was kind of fun that my mom did that. Or, I mean, that Santa did that. <laughs> Your you mom saying? doesn't wear those sizes. She doesn't. She can't no, fit in can't that. that. No, that's weird. Brian, or Michael, you, you didn't answer yet. Oh, Christmas yeah. Eve, did you, did you guys grow up opening like a present or no presents at all on Christmas Eve? Yeah, it's it's strange. I know I don't know why I was like this, but I didn't want to open any presents until Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that was personal. That, yeah. was, it, that was never taught to me or anything. And my sister just railed. Can yeah. we please open yeah. one or three presents tonight on yeah. Christmas Eve? And my mom was always like, yes, you guys could open one. So once my sister did, well, then I still want to, of course. And uh, so we did one Christmas Eve. And, um, but yeah, and then went crazy on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. Bri? No presents. Like you guys didn't get presents at all? Period. No presents on Christmas Eve. Uh, But on Christmas you had presents. On Christmas, yeah, yeah. On Christmas Eve there was nothing under the tree. No stockings hung up. So yeah. Was your family one of those late night rappers? (laughs) Yeah. Very much. My mom was stressed out. So when we were kids and we'd wake up at like five in the morning, my mom like probably got an hour of sleep when we were excited. That's that's how my family is too. (laughs) Yeah. Um Yeah, growing up we didn't unwrap anything on Christmas Eve. And then I think 
seeing all of, hearing all my friends talk about unwrapping a, a present on Christmas Eve, I just really pressured my parents like, hey, <laughs> my friends Logan, all, and, all my yeah, friends, yeah. mom, everyone's doing it. Yeah, I was like, my friend Logan, my friend Colton, he, their family does it. Can we do it? And she was like, no, we open on Christmas. And I'm like, because mm. I haven't wrapped them yet. exactly. <laughs> so every year it was like pressure, and then we, uh, my mom started. Probably when I was in middle school, she started getting more into sewing, and then she would sew us pajamas. So we'd open our oh, paja- homemade awesome. pajamas. Yeah, on. Uh, but I don't wear like I don't like pajama pants. Like we've talked about this because like I don't like sweatpants. I don't like pajama pants. I just can't sleep in that. And okay, so it's always so like anyhow, we're, we're moving into along. the PG thirteen version. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Moving along. When did we talk about this? <laughs> we've talked about because you talk about sweatpants all the time. All the time. What? <laughs> I don't know. We can cut this. We can cut this portion if we want to. A little to. bit of editing happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, my my mom's mom. So yeah. my I called her Nana. It's the Italian side. Uh, I could always rely on underwear or pajamas yeah. every single year. Yeah. And at the time, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I'd, I, I, I yeah, I know. Uh, Hallie and I were just talking about that. But I I would uh, I would go. Oh, it's Nana's present. Underwear, like yeah. I'd be like, oh, so sick, you know. But but now it's like, oh man, it's like the best gift yeah. ever. It's yeah. like, please. So I'm so oh, if, so yeah. Arbor people, if you're looking to give me a gift this year, you know, no joke. Probably, de- yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Ew, don't. It's a joke. It's a joke. Too um, soon. Ha- editing. Editing. It's all staying in. That's a joke. We're keeping it. Um, okay, so let's move. We've covered the the secular worldly part of Christmas. Did you guys do any Advent kind of celebrations before Christmas growing up? Not really. I mean, we had um, like an Advent calendar, yep. but it was not. Chocolate. I wouldn't say it was sacred. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. just a countdown calendar, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. How about you guys? Uh, we we did some Advent calendar, yeah. but it was no, not like not sacred either. But it was. Um, it was good. Yeah. Brian? Uh, the only thing that was really, I guess you would say, Christian for our Christmas <laughs> yeah. was... <laughs> so weird. Yeah. My mom had a, uh, like a, the glass, like... Nativity. Yeah. Set. Mm-hmm. Well, not nativity, but she did have like a village that she always put up, but there was like a nativity portion that she would always put up. So that was kind of like yeah. the only thing. So as a kid, I would play like... With my action figures with in the village, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> would always go to Jesus with, with like Hulk Hogan or something. <laughs> I don't know why. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. guys have nativity sets as well? Yeah. Or did yeah. You? John and I painted our our own when we were first married, and um, mm. I don't know. It's the only Jesus we haven't lost. It seems like Jesus in every other nativity set, unless he's glued in. Yeah. Like I. <laughs> He's just always lost. So yeah, baby Jesus gets taken a lot. In a <laughs> Jesus, lot of here we go. But that was like a tradition we had at one of our like Christmas, New Year's Eve parties. We or not New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve parties. We would take the baby Jesus and hide it, and like, you had to go find it. And that was like <laughs> started with my older brother, and he just. I remember that they would do that every year. Be like, oh, baby Jesus is missing from the nativity scene, and you got to find him. <laughs> it's like a cross between very, Christmas and Easter. Yeah, exactly. Very biblical. Very, yeah, very biblical. Um, oh, man. But so also, Allison, just hitting on to the next topic, what have you done now in your, in your lives since childhood that is maybe focused more on the actual reason for the season? I know Sarah and I, we do 
Um, we light a candle every Sunday leading up to Christmas, and mm-hmm. she has a book that she reads out of. Um, I forget what it's called, but mm-hmm. just kind of touches on why you light each candle and we talk through it. Yeah, that's good. Well, I work at a church, <laughs> so um, Christmas is set, centered around the church. It yeah. seems like um, helping the church family celebrate the holiday um, has become my focus in the last handful of years. So, I, yeah, my poor family kind of gets uh, leftovers, you know, <laughs> you kind of drag home after many Christmas Eve services and you heat up some soup and uh, yeah so I don't know I don't know maybe this year you know the thing that we should talk about at the end of the cast is how uh, COVID is changing our holiday traditions Uh, you had mentioned that Kelly's parents have moved and you can't cut down the tree at the old place that reminds me of how many traditions that we're going to have to kind of tweak this year and it will look different so um another wet blanket comment but <laughs> so I don't know maybe maybe this is the year where um, I'm able to create some sacred traditions at home and not do it at my church home as much yeah. I don't know how about you guys <laughs> oh man um, goodness I'm stuck because now I'm thinking through we definitely go through the Christmas story with our kids yeah you know, and uh, and it's not natural for me to pull out my guitar. Like I don't just go, "Hey, kids, it's my guitar time." <laughs> but it is something that we that we've started doing. It, and what's kind of fun is now that the kids are learning their own instruments, they absolutely love when I pull my guitar when Everly's on violin, Lincoln's on keys. We can. They've been working Christmas music yeah. right now, so I can see that becoming a new tradition mm-hmm. as we move forward. Yeah, uh, just doing Christmas songs together and literally worshiping together yeah. is going to be awesome. So, Brian? So nothing, nothing not being new except for working for a church. I do attend Christmas Eve services now. Um, and not just attend, but work them. Yeah, work them. Yeah. Um, but I guess, I guess the thing that I've done differently since we've been at a church is how to teach the Christmas story to students yeah. in a different way every yeah. single year. So it's mm-hmm. to make it fun yeah. um, so that's kind of just the new thing but in our house we haven't done anything yet but mm-hmm. I mean with Kate now growing up more and being able to comprehend things more it might be time to mm-hmm. start focusing more on family traditions mm-hmm. yeah it's so I think it's challenging because it's no surprise that Christmas becomes so commercialized like and even become is such a late word right it, yeah. it's been commercialized for so long totally. But it's challenging because, like, you grow up with traditions, right? And they feel so sacred to you that, like, when I think of Christmas, I think of, you know, wrapping gifts, putting stuff in stockings, all of that. And, like, you know, the food aspect of the cookies and the peppermint flavored everything. But it is kind of challenging because you're, you're almost kind of fighting against your own nostalgia, right? Of, mm-hmm. like, this is what Christmas feels like to me. But working at a church, leading people, it's like, you know, how do we not step on nostalgia? Because there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with spending time as a family and, and celebrating those traditions. But it's also, how do we also move towards what's the true reason for all of this season, you know? I think one of the surprises as adults mm-hmm. is to realize you have to be intentional about yep. creating those moments. Children receive 
the sentimentality and the mm -hmm. experience because their parents did the work for it. Yeah. So, but the weird thing then is it shifts into, oh, I have to actually do some work and plan yeah. for this. Yeah. Get the ingredients for the cookies. Yeah. Turn the screens off so that yeah. we're not, you know, yeah. everybody's scrolling, you know. Remember, remember to put water in your tree. That was, that, was, that was a new thing to learn. That's, that's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. My first Christmas tree, like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess this is a thing. Or if you buy one from a lot that's already cut, also cutting a little bit off. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you can actually drink. Yeah, yeah my yeah, first tree. So we had a hard lesson on that. Yeah, yeah, my first Christmas tree, I didn't have a saw in my house. Yeah. I was like, ah, what do I do with this? Yeah. Allison, you said something there that actually, do you, do each of your families have a specific type of cookie or dessert you like to do? <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, I, yeah. Well, we do, but we also have um, a very strong opinions. Like, does the frosting go on a sugar cookie, or mm. is it only sprinkles? Mm. So we're a house divided, to be honest. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I Christmas is probably like my least favorite time for sweets because I'm not, I really don't like peppermint all that much and it's literally on everything. <laughs> and, like I remember my mom would go to like cookie exchanges mm -hmm. and she'd bring them back and I'd just be like, right, peppermint, peppermint, peppermint. Bite into something, you're like, ah, peppermint. <laughs> so like sugar cookies were my only like, as Are a kid, you a I was, frosting guy or a sprinkle guy? As long as there's no like, peppermint on it, I'll eat it. <laughs> like I just, I've realized that like beggars can't be choosers, you know, and like if it doesn't have peppermint on it, I'm happy. So, um, but yeah, Christmas cookies, man, it's my my Italian grandma I spoke about earlier. She made this really so. It, this is interesting since we're talking about what kind of traditions yep. you keep with, with your faith and such. Bible. Thank you again. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's a hard habit to form. I'm the new guy. Get on mind. that microphone. Yeah. Um, this is really interesting. It's an Italian cookie. It was almost, it's almost like a pretzel in a sense, mm -hmm. but you, as she taught me when I was a kid, you wrap it in a way that it looks like a baby in a manger. I know. This is intricate. It's, it, yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> do you eat it? You do eat it. Uh, but uh, so what these are though is they're, you deep fry them, and then after they're pulled out, you drop them in this really hot, heated honey. Hmm. And then you place them aside and let them cool, and then you eat those. They're so sticky and crunchy and gooey all wow. at the same time, and they're kind of amazing. And luckily, oh before gosh, she passed, hot honey. Hot honey. Stop. But yeah, um, she she. I don't know if I have the recipe. I remember writing it down. Holly was with me when we wrote it down, but we we got the recipe before she passed. Wow. So maybe I'll surprise you guys someday. Yeah, I would be. No, so yeah. Yes. Honestly, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I definitely discovered that about Hayden in the last few years is how much he doesn't like peppermint. Like people that like their favorite ice cream is like mint chocolate chip. I'm like, why? Like, oh, you, you just broke. I think he must have had a bad experience. With mm. You don't like mint chocolate chip? You're the like only mint that I've actually enjoyed is the Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies. That's the only time where I'm like, yeah, mint. <laughs> but anything else, like what are those uh, peppermint patties that people love? Yes. Oh, no. Well, the, the, the New York. The Junior New Mints. New York. Ow. <laughs> but the mint ice cream, that's different than peppermint, right? That's the different kind of. Yeah, it's a different mint, but, but I think just mint. mint in general, I'm just like. What do you brush your teeth with? Toothpaste. With like peppermint. Experiment. Toothpaste. That, you know, that, 
You would think like, oh, you don't like that, but I'm not swallowing my toothpaste unless I'm doing it on purpose. I'm supposed to. But I brush my teeth and I spit it out. It's not like, man, I don't want to so, get rid of this. So you, you, don't, this. you don't like candy canes outside of like the, no, the flavored Starburst or jelly bean flavored candy, candy canes. Candy canes just aren't my jam. I will say, we're going to get a lot of comments about I know, people I don't like them either. <laughs> if you, if, even if you think that peppermint's overrated, just tell me in the comments, because I think it's just not what I'm here for. Okay, where are we all at on gingerbread, though? I'm gingerbread's like okay. pro gingerbread. Pro gingerbread. Okay. Brian? Mm. Michael? Uh, it's, it's a yearly thing. I like yeah, yeah. it when it's here, but when it's not here, no thanks. Ooh, okay, this one <laughs> might be divisive. Eggnog. Pro. Stop it. Pro? Are we just going to stop at eggnog and nothing added to it? Is that what we're doing right now? Are we cutting it in half? We're, we're going to stay PG-13 and not go R. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> How would you go R I think he's, he's talking about uh, beverages. what adults, oh. adults would maybe add to their... Oh, okay. Not that I would ever do anything like that. That's terrible, Michael. It's awful. Uh, of course I like eggnog. Okay. No. You don't like eggnog. <laughs> I grew up not liking eggnog, and then I started, as an adult, drinking it more, and I was like, Okay, this is there's something here. You can add it to your lattes. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. I worked at I worked at Starbucks and um, when you when you're steaming like milk or almond milk or coconut whatever it's fine. When you steam eggnog for eggnog drinks, it is the loudest sound. It sounds like you're at an airport and like a, a jet is turning up. So I think that must be the reason I've ever looked into the science, but everyone hates eggnog season at Starbucks. <laughs> if there is anybody listening at this point. Okay, should we wrap it up? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was... We didn't even talk about Thanksgiving. I felt like it was like a holiday thing in general. But yeah, I think, well, at this point will be my, my second year of making my own turkey. And Brian had the first year of turkey. What did you think of that? Super good. Yeah. Funny story with the turkey he had made. We went to his house last year for Friendsgiving. Yeah. And super good. And his wife, Sarah, is just oh, amazing. Yeah. We're going to talk about this. <laughs> she, I get heated about this. <laughs> she she made sure that all of us had leftovers to go home. Saint. What, who she forgot about was her husband, Nathan, <laughs> that night wanted a little bit more leftovers and was looking for it, and there was none left in the house. I said, hey, I'm honestly dumb because I can't find any leftovers in the fridge. And because people were over, I was making sure like everyone got their food. I didn't really eat a whole lot because we were hosting. And um, and as a seven, it's like life of the party. Let's have fun. So I'm not eating a whole lot. And I'm like, awesome. That turkey was great. Everyone said they loved it. I open the fridge, and all that's left is like a little bit of like white meat, a little bit of dark meat, and a a crap ton of gravy. Like, I made a lot of gravy. <laughs> and it's Sarah, solid. Yeah, yeah. And Sarah's like, well, there's gravy and turkey. And I'm like, okay, cool. Where's the mashed potatoes and the stuffing? And she's like, oh, I gave everybody, like, leftovers. And I was like, so you gave everybody leftovers except for us. And she's like, yeah, it's like, I, I don't eat Thanksgiving leftovers after. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the best part. <laughs> the next four days, you're just eating turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, rolls, like, you're set. The turkey carcass soup? I was able to make that because we, <laughs> we kept the, the carcass for whatever reason. I, do, uh, I feel like we do need to clarify in there. You said you're a seven, and for folks yes. who don't know what you're talking about. We've already, we've already talked about it. Okay. We talked about it, yeah. And you're a two on the Enneagram. I am a two. 
Yeah. So you would care for me and be like, hey, don't worry, I'll make you, you can come to my house. Mashed potatoes. Yeah. Outside of COVID. Yeah, outside of COVID. <laughs> I don't know why Brian brought that up because now I'm just so upset. <laughs> well, let's go eat now. Just, my microphone is shrinking. Your mic. That's probably a good time to roll off. So, <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, thank you. If you did it, because we, we didn't talk about anything. We talked a little, a little bit about a little substance. Yeah, a little substance. But, um, Where? <laughs> oh, this is so, fun though. We got so to rude. Has a lot of uh, next week we'll be talking about your sermon. Allison, is that is correct? Is it that time already? It will yes. be, yes. So we'll leave the levity behind and we'll talk about grief. Yeah. Come back. Come back. This was your break from the heaviness. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Next week we'll be talking about grief. Um, yeah. Is good that, time. you guys feel good? Yeah. Good day. Good. All right, well, thank you for uh, joining us and uh, we will see you guys next week.